0: Welcome to Azeroth, coast to coast. If you haven't already seized the means of production, I am your glorious leader, Gavril, and these are my loyal Bolsheviks, Mr. Chris. Hello. And Mr. Kevin. Hello. Last week, we talked about the void, angry clouds of void, eating void stuff, and the light, and how to swing it. This week, we're going to be talking about the future of the systems that Blizzard has spent this entire expansion experimenting with and what potential systems we may see going forward. So hold on to your butts because we're taking you into the heat of the moment and need you to tell us what your heart meant. Boys, how are we doing? Good. I'm very well. That is great to hear. I love to hear that y'all are having yourselves a good one so far. So, Mr. Kevin, I think you've got the most stuff to talk about for your weekend gaming. So what's up, buddy?
1: Uh, first off, we did some raiding this week. I actually missed one night and raided the other night. We did Fallen Avatar on Heroic and awesome, awesome. got that out of the way. It was very cool. Mm-hmm. Um, for some reason, I've been working on mining and getting my Tier 3 mining um, for Felslate and for uh, Um I have no fucking clue how long it
0: takes to get this. I've been at it for probably about two weeks. Um, um, I will tell you, I have been mining since the beginning of the expansion. I've, I've always been mining on my paladin. I'm still not capped on seams or living for Felslate slate or laystone.
2: Yeah, my, uh, my demon hunters as a
0: herbalist, I still don't have
2: starlight rules level three yet since the start. Crazy.
1: But I, I did actually get, um, the Argus mining mat. I got that to level three this week. Somehow.
0: I think think they made it easier to do tier three for the new stuff. Yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah. So I got that pretty much right away. And I'm about level 19.5 with my artifact fishing pole. So I still have four and a half levels to go before I max that out. Um, Okay. So yeah. Been, you know, and typical. Oh, I've set up like new rules for um, TSM for um, big gamey ribs. Um, oh, God! I figured out how to I just literally bought everything from the auction house and set my own price, and then people started undercutting me and then I undercut them, but it was still three or four gold more than what I was getting for it previously, so I'm still making out like a bandit so
0: this is this is th- that is exactly how I crashed the market on potions of ancient war, yeah, that's how you crash markets. <laughs> But you get into an undercut I'm, war, and eventually it just becomes not worth it to actually have the product. So you try to offload everything as cheap as possible while still maintaining a profit margin. Well,
1: I, I was only making 50 silver per Big Gamey Rib, and now I'm making almost two gold per Big Gamey Rib. And I have over 10,000 left to sell. Uh, so, the Big
0: Gamey Rib Yeah, Chronicles. you're going to like destroy that. You you've, you've basically are in a death spiral for that entire market. I guarantee you, you're going to be sitting on like another eight or nine thousand and it was like, ah, oh, fuck, God damn it. No, oh just, yeah, like, completely. Hey, if I can,
1: if I can make at least, you know, one silver profit, it's still something. So I don't know if you're going to, I mean, the, the thing that I'm like kind of losing out on now are in, in chance because mm-hmm. enchants are very profitable if you can find them at a low cost, but they don't go very often. Not everyone is buying enchants all the time.
0: Yeah, the well, prime time for enchants is Friday turn. afternoon and Tuesday afternoon. Friday, and those are Tuesday. the times to post like enchants and vantus runes and things like that. Okay, because well, that's when you know the raiders like that's the weekend crew of raiders on Friday, and it's the oh my god, we have to get progression done raiders on Tuesday.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, there was one more thing that I was doing yesterday i did an old emerald nightmare heroic so mm-hmm. because i was behind on my artifact quest chain mm-hmm. and now i have to go back and do a bunch of dungeons i already did so mm-hmm. i don't know this is i'm assuming this leads to one of my artifact appearances no
2: it's just a uh, wrapped in of artifact
0: knowledge i para sorry oh okay i mean isn't I, that the one that leads into uh isn't that uh you're doing the one that's part of the illidan quest chain yeah yeah that one just leads into a bunch of artifact knowledge but i think it's also part of the hidden appearance quest chain isn't it i think it's something to do with it but i think it's like a part
2: of it it's like a smaller part okay well
1: i'm doing that it's cool whatevs
0: yeah
1: lots of stuff Um, going on
0: so that's about it for you
1: yeah and just general general mining on argus um from what Seraphus says, the our guild leader he uh, still doesn't have what he needs for gems. So I'm trying mm-hmm. to give him a bunch of um, the stone or whatever from Argus so that he can try that.
0: Supposedly okay, so that's very
1: hard prospecting.
0: It it is. Like yep. I do mass prospecting. I'll go out and I'll farm a couple hundred of it when I get really really bored and I have nothing better to do. I'll go out and farm about a hundred imperium, a hundred to three hundred imperium, and. I'll sit there and I'll just mass prospect, and that's 25 prospects a time. Um And that's... I'm getting a gym maybe every two or f- two to five. Two to five prospects, I'll get a gym out of it. So it's like, I'm getting a gym every hundred Imperium, basically. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. I still haven't even unlocked all of the... um all the gym cuts for Argus yet because I still haven't done the quest chain for it. Cause I'm still missing one gym that will not drop. I'm almost to the point where I'm just going to buy the fucking thing. <laughs> Crazy. It's, it's very annoying. Yeah. So good times all around. Awesome. 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 Uh, <laughs> anything non WoW related you've been up to this week? Um, no, there's not enough time in a day. Oh, I played
1: some <laughs> overwatch here and there, but that was it.
0: Alright, alright. Uh, Chris, what are you up to, buddy? How's your week been games been? Um, how's my week been? Uh,
2: wow. We are getting so- sorted for Anturus, um, uh But we're actually also getting sorted for 8.0, whatever that's going to be. Uh, yeah. Everyone's gearing up alts, leveling them like capped, and everyone's trying to get a baseline of 900 eye levels so that we
0: at least have something going into the new expansion. I why do you bother? You know by within by the second zone you'll have replaced everything with quest blues and greens.
2: Because things die quicker while you're leveling in those first two zones so you
0: get a it goes through a little quicker. Quest scaling motherfucker. I level scaling. It still works like that. <laughs> Not
2: really. Um what else am I doing? Heroes Anna so much fun.
0: Yeah yeah yeah. Are you, uh, so are you a uh, Horus or Nana boost? I don't like Horus. I do not like Horus. Horus is really really broken on maps on uh against team comps that are bursty or di- uh less divey comps like sort of like uh frontline backline comps or comps that have like a lot of burst because what? they tend to be glass cannons. Remind me what the Horus is? That's a uh, global vision and uh, gl- almost global uh, ability range and basic attack range. I don't like
2: it. I like Nanoboost.
0: It's really okay. So leaming plus Nano Boost is hilarious. <laughs> yeah, Absolutely. Is. Nikolai was playing Anna and I played a couple of games with Nikolai on Heroes and he was playing Anna and I was playing Li Ming because I needed to do Diablo quest, Diablo Assassin quest, mm-hmm. and I, the game was over in less than 20 minutes, and I did like 212,000 damage Damn. as hero damage. Lemang's a joke
2: when I it was, is quite, it's really funny. It was bananas. Um, well, on so Dungeons and Dragons, Uh, I'm a druid now on one of my campaigns. Not because a character died, but because we've moved
0: on to a new campaign. I'm a wild-shaped druid, it's, it's fun rocks fall everyone dies every time no
2: no one died it was just me being a druid it was fun we finished the campaign we started a new one i'm a druid now so you're into bestiality sure we'll go with it we'll go with it sure no i'm a druid of the moon
0: circle the moon so i get well-shaped and it's so much fun all right Well, that's good to hear. I'm glad to hear that you're having fun doing your stuff along with your non-Blizzard things. So that's always a good thing to hear. Uh, Myself, I have uh, finally realized that druids, while still being brokenly powerful, aren't really as annoying anymore as, say, Kazakus priests. Razakus priests are the most hated thing I've gone up against anymore. I I see a priest, I queue up against a priest in Ladder, and I'm just like, ah, fuck me. This is either going to go really quick Or this is going to be a 25-minute game where it's going to swing wildly in their favor at some point. I've gotten so tilted at that deck. I'm like, okay, how much dust is it going to cost me to craft Raza and Kazakus? I already have Anduin. How much is it going to cost me to craft Raza and Kazakus? I believe in you. I don't want to craft Raza and Kazakus. They rotate out in six months. Dude, it's fun. No! Do it! I am happy playing a hand buff paladin. Do it! Stop being a bitch! Stop being a pussy, pussy. Yeah! Uh, besides that, I have been doing Brawler's Guild. I finished Brawler's Guild. Um, I'm doing... I'm farming the ra- uh, the random chance encounters now. The random encounters for the the shirts and things like that at this point. So the excess encounters. Um, having fun with that, I'm I like Brawler's Guild. Um I actually did the whole thing. I was uh I was like rank seven, like the first fight into rank seven. I was just like, screw it, it was gonna be a tank the whole time through. Oh, and you're the worst. I used a seraphim build and it was ridiculously easy. You're the worst. The only thing I had I am the worst, yeah, I know. The only problem I had with it was uh Strange Encounter, the last the 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 penultimate fight, because I didn't understand how the fight was working and I didn't know that you can cheese it. By just bubbling and bursting him down. Yeah. Yeah. So that went actually really well. That was really fun. I actually really liked raid tier because I actually didn't raid during uh, Warlords. So I didn't know any of the mechanics that I was getting into. Mm -hmm. So it was really fun seeing some of those mechanics thrown at me. But I think that's going to be about it, boys. Anything else for this week in gaming? (laughs) no Mm -mm. kevin no nope awesome we're gonna go ahead and launch straight into our listener feedback this week uh we are still slowly digesting our way through uh the emails we received from uh one of our listeners mr lazy ai uh this is just like there's a lot that's been in there to chew on um uh, and, and, no offense to Mr. Lazy AI. I would love to get some other feedback from some of our other listeners, you know, some stuff to dig through. But, uh, we do appreciate you sending us the feedback that you have so far, Lazy, uh, because we love to talk about it and we love to put on our tinfoil hats and discuss things. So, um, this week, uh, we did receive, well, like I said, we are chewing through the emails that he sent us. Uh, this week we chose to go with this little excerpt from one of them, uh, which was greeting CTC crew and dictatorial vaping Texan. That's, of course, me. Um, Last week, you wondered... And this is a couple weeks ago. Was it last week or couple was it a week weeks before? Ago. It was a couple of weeks ago. So last week, you wondered a bit about the introduction of so many Overwatch heroes, Overwatch characters to Heroes. And I think the reason is rather simple. Overwatch is more popular than Heroes and has a population of a country. Even if a fraction of a percentage of the Overwatch players pick Hero as a side game, it will be a net game for Blizzard. <clears throat> Excuse me. So let's just chunk... Let's go through that one first real quick. Um, so that's not anything that we we are denying like we all know heroes is the least popular of the blizzard games right now which is sad like i think even starcraft i think starcraft 2 and it are kind of like on the same tier in terms of uh uh engagement yeah of the player base so yes uh, it totally makes sense for them to be introducing overwatch heroes because overwatch is their big breakout hit and, you know, they're trying to drag as many people into the game as possible, you know, and I'm not denying that, you know, it's a good thing that they're trying to get as much engagement in. I just I I just I was super hyped for Overwatch and if you go back to some of the older shows, I think we started recording before Overwatch came out. Is that right? Yep. Not, not uh, too long. We were, yeah. we were all super hype about Overwatch. We were just really excited about it. And I play maybe a game a week at most. Yeah, now. I think I do like maybe four or five games a week at most. Yeah. Kevin, uh, how much Overwatch do you play?
1: Um, I just started picking it up after you guys
0: made me install it again, and <laughs> I've played maybe 10 games. Yeah, so I mean, it's like we... I like Overwatch, but it's not... Like the, and, and you know, my, these, these likes and ums and just these word fillers are really annoying to me. Um, but I'm doing them for some reason. The thing about Overwatch is, is that the core audience for it is no longer me. You go back 10, 15 years and I was playing, you know, stuff like Team Fortress and Counter Strike and things like that. Uh, that I was the audience for that. I would have been the audience for Overwatch at that point. But at this point in my life, I'm just, done with like competitive you know pvp first person shooters I'm, I'm just done with them pretty much um i love overwatch for the art style i love the story that they've got in it i'm i'm glad i own the game because you know there's always something interesting going on you know the brawls are actually kind of fun but i'm not going to spend a significant portion of my time playing overwatch so to me, I'm not the core audience for Overwatch anymore, and thus all the Overwatch heroes I see coming into Heroes just don't really appeal to me.
2: No, I'd agree with Anybody that. Anybody else no, got an I'd, opinion on that? You had the nail in the head. I agree with, the compli- with you. You said completely.
0: Kevin? Yeah, totally. <laughs> so thrilled and excited to be part of this conversation, aren't you, Kevin? Mm -hmm. Um, so Continuing on with the email, Blizzard aim Blizzard's aim, after all Is to keep us inside their walled garden Blizzard's games are multiplayer titles Any gamer they can retain within the Battle.net ecosystem Is content for some other gamer Have a pleasant day We will try to do Uh, uh A Pleasant day God knows if we're actually gonna have one Um So what do y'all think, so the walled garden is a supposition that's placed that you know keeping people inside of an ecosystem, so say the Android ecosystem or the Apple ecosystem, Apple is especially notorious for its walled garden, yeah, uh, PlayStation is notorious for its walled garden setup Nintendo um, Nintendo, ah not yeah. so well, yeah, Nintendo, but yeah, Nintendos has not- more than anything been. Like, you, you you talk about, like, Super Nintendo and the NES. Yes, it was very much a walled garden. They tried to keep, you know, uh, the Nintendo Seal of Excellence was the big thing for them back then. Mm-hmm. Uh, these days, it's not so much. They do play well with third party people, not as well as some of the other developers out there do. No, it's the console makers do, but they still are. They've opened their walled garden a bit yeah but you apple is the biggest example of a walled garden playstation also is a very apple and playstation are two of the biggest examples of walled gardens that exist right now they try to keep everything within their ecosystem um and they're i don't
1: huh and some of the news that we'll go over later in the week they're trying to keep people in the blizzard app itself
2: Mm -hmm, so mm
1: -hmm. the more you keep people in that same system the easier it's going to be to introduce them to other things in that system like overwatch or like new games that come out or like destiny 2 um i doubt they would have had half the number of people buying it if it wasn't you know something that was just there for them and they can just click Mm -hmm. on and pre-order so you know there's definitely some validity to it
0: yeah definitely Mm -hmm. all right um so I'm not so like in summation, Lazy. We're not upset. It's just I'm more like, meh, it's another Overwatch hero and heroes. I wanna see some more like, eh, Diablo whatever. stuff. It's like <laughs> I, I'm 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 the core audience for things like Diablo and StarCraft and things of that nature. So yeah. it's like the Overwatch just doesn't appeal to me. But I definitely see where they're coming from and why they push the Overwatch heroes so heavily uh recently. And it's good for the game. It's good for the game, and it's good for the ecosystem if more people are playing the games. Any objections? Nope. I just want to see more.
2: No. Uh, some more Diablo heroes. I'll that, that, be happy at that I, point.
0: <laughs> I want Kane, and I want Kadala, and I want uh, look at Deckard. King. Uh, Oriole. I want Oriole. We yeah, have Oriel. No. Uh, no. Um, and Dario. I want Andariel yeah. I want like Andariel. I want all these other characters. I want all these crazy, bat shit insane characters that they've had oh, over the what's years. The,
2: what's the floating ghost thing that gives you Kanai's cube?
0: Oh, uh, can, can I? Oh, no, uh, cool. cool. That one's cool. cool. I want him and Heroes yep. of the Storm. Yep. Definitely, definitely, definitely. Um, so Chris, do you want to talk about our Twitter interactions this week?
2: Is- Lazy sent us a uh, tweet, uh, describing last week's, uh, show he says sexual innuendos a crash course in new and retcon cosmo- uh, cosmology of wow this and more for your listening displeasure i think
0: it's a fairly accurate <laughs> listening displeasure i think it's a fairly accurate situation yeah. of our show <laughs> all right oh, always wonderful to get the interaction from our listeners um let's get more i'd love to hear more and more varied opinions too uh because it's always fun to talk with y'all and interact with y'all directly um as as we speak every week you know how to reach us on twitter and on gmail uh we're gonna mention it at the end of the show uh it's also on the website that we rarely if ever remember to update correctly so yeah we suck at that but we're working on it (laughs) Uh, and it's and it's, it's my fault because i'm the one in charge of updating it so yay um Kevin, did we have any feedback from LB this week, buddy? We
1: did have some feedback in LB's Corner. He said, Why are so many people getting anxious over eye level 1000? It's just another number. And he also says it's cut scene, not cut screen. Yeah, Kevin. I said cut
2: Kevin said cut screen a lot. Whatever. Yeah.
1: To listen to the last episode. Drink every time you hear cut screen. Let me know if you got drunk write us in the show let me
0: actually no don't do that because i'd really that that's why I don't do that this week already folks it's already it's 20 minutes of the show it's already your don't do that don't do that because i really don't want to be responsible for liver failure yes, let's not do that <laughs> uh and lb the thing about eye level 1000 it's symbolic is the problem because symbolic of what i mean 10 years ago we were at eye level lo- 13 years ago, we were at eye level... No, 10 years ago. 10 years ago, we were at eye level, like, 90. Yep. That was ICC stuff. That was stuff coming out of ICC, if I remember correctly. It was eye level, like, 91 or something like that, right? No, ICC was 200 nod. No, sorry, BC. Sorry, BC. Uh, Temple. Black Temple was, like, eye level 90 and things like that. Yeah, I think at most it was, like, 100 nod. Yeah. So, it's... We're, we've got these... It It's just increasing exponentially every time and this is why you know the stat squishes are very important um some of these numbers are just so damn big and they don't have to be you have to switch to scientific notation for some numbers in some cases for it to make more sense that was the reason why we had the original stat squish and the upgrades to the server architecture because the system was not designed to handle numbers in seven and eight digits, seven, eight, and nine digits.
2: Well, it's also why this is that they're going. They're well. I think it was last BlizzCon or the BlizzCon before. Um, when eight comes out, they're gonna do a stat squish, another one, and the, this time they're gonna redesign the entire stat system from the ground up. Make everything multiples of ten.
0: That's basically what they're doing right now. Yeah, that's what they're doing right now, pretty much. It, it's they're expressing things in multiples. What we need is the system to be reworked and redesigned, so that we don't. We need to go back to a new normal. This is the problem right now is that we are at a the new normal is a billion crits kind of stuff. You know, you're you've got people you know dealing tens of millions of damage on abilities and. That's the new normal. The new norm is 1.2 million. I remember when I million. had 1,000 DPS, and I was shocked as hell that I hit 1,000 DPS. Yeah, the new normal is 1.2
2: million DPS. Sustain. No burst, sustain. <laughs> I mean, if you
1: want to see what the problem is, go look at Diablo.
0: Oh, yeah. Diablo, no, no, don't even get me wrong. Diablo is the poster the child worst. for Power Creep. Diablo <laughs> is the poster child of Power Creep. The numbers just keep getting bigger and bigger and bigger every season because the problem is is that they built this expectation that every time you get an upgrade your numbers are gonna go yep. big get bigger. That's why I like horizontal progression systems rather than linear progression, uh, vertical progression systems. Because vertical progression systems supposes that you are going to see an increase; the numbers are going to get bigger every time. A horizontal increase sees your utility and your power increase in more subtle ways. It doesn't have to mean that you know things get bigger every time, but it means you are gaining gaining more powerful. What is that? Just in a different way. Um, I think that's going to cover just about. It for this week on that um for most of the uh feedback that we've received, um yeah, that's about it, so uh, yes, I'm aware you can stop highlighting that that section of the notes, thank you um <laughs> um, so this week, we wanted to go ahead and just give a huge shout out over to the folks at com before the storm. We have been – as you may know, uh, Mr. Chris is going to be sitting on one of the panels there. Uh, Kevin is going to be in attendance. I will not be in attendance myself, but uh, two-thirds of the team is going to be there. Uh, Chris will be taking part in a panel, and Kevin is going to be there uh, as an observer. He is going to be a hey, third going to help out. Get things going You're going to help out like you do every year. But, you know, he's not going to be involved in any of the panels. But Mr. Chris over here is going to be involved in one of the panels there. We're super excited to be included in uh, Con Before the Storm. Con Before the Storm is a really important uh, just sort of meet up and party for the community. Uh, And it's going to have a ton of panels. It's going to be really interesting. Um, All the information is going to be, if I remember correctly, it's conbeforestorm.com. Yes, it is. Take out the the. Uh, Take out the the. So it's conbeforestorm.com. Uh, they're gonna have, they've got all the information there, all the panels, all the times, and all these sort of interesting things they're gonna be doing. We're gonna go ahead and just throw over to a quick little bumper for come Before the Storm and, uh, let y'all have a little bit of fun with that.
3: The storm known as BlizzCon is almost upon us. And that means once again, it's time for podcasters, community personalities and fans to come together for one of the largest gatherings created by fans for fans. It's Con Before the Storm featuring the fifth annual World of Podcast. It's shaping up to be our largest world of podcasts yet with participants from over 50 podcasts and additional content being produced before and after the big party at the Anaheim Hilton on November 2nd. Even if you can't join us in Anaheim, we do invite you to check out the shows on Alpha Geek Radio or at twitch.tv slash ComBeforeStorm. Can't listen to us live? We have you covered with podcast versions of our content available for download on demand via our World of Podcasts show feed on Google Music and Apple Podcasts. For complete information, show schedule, and much, much more, be sure to check out ComBeforeStorm.com and also don't forget to follow us on Twitter at ComBeforeStorm and at World of Podcasts.
0: All right, boys, we're gonna go ahead and jump into the news real quick. We are twenty-five minutes into this show. So uh who wants to talk? Um who wants to talk about World of Warcraft this week?
2: Yay. Hey,
1: I'll do it. Go for it. All right. We have three major events that are going on either currently or within the next week in World of Warcraft. Number one is Harvest Festival, going on nine twenty nine to ten six. Number two is Dark Moon Fair, happening 10 1 through 10 7. And number three is the Legion Dungeon Event, 10 3 10 10.
0: All right. So we got the Legion Dungeon Event, which is always fun. That's the Mythic Dungeon Quest. Dark Moon Fair, of course, is fun times for everybody. And Get Harvest Festival rip. is, of course, we're huh? Get your rep for Argus. Get your Argus reps on. And Harvest Festival, of course, is the Thanksgiving allegory. Make sure you go and you sit down and you pass some food around outside of Orgrimmar or Ironforge. And isn't um, it the remembrance mm- of uh, Uther dying? U- Uther, Uther the Lightbringer, the event for remembering Uther, is something that does happen during the Harvest Festival, yes. Um, it's more sort of a general sort of Remembrance Day kind of thing. It's sort of it's sort of like Memorial Day, Veterans Day, and Thanksgiving all kind of rolled into one. But it's one. an Uther day. <laughs> But it does have an Uther theme associated with it. And uh, this year, I believe they added special, the, the Remembrance buffs to all races now have a Remembrance buff, I believe. Cool. Previously, the newer races didn't have Remembrance buffs. So that's really nice to see that. Hey. Um anything else going on in WoW this week, Mr. Kevin?
1: Ian Hazakosis. did I say it right? Hey, yeah, you did. First time ever you said it right. He's the lead game designer of World of Warcraft. He put out a video for a 2017 in review. Um he talks about what's gone on only in 2017, so it's not all of Legion, it's just this year. Um and at the end of the video, he also makes mention to the fact that they'll have an announcement at BlizzCon. Which we knew. Yeah, it's pretty
0: obvious. Boys, boys, boys. Guess what time it is? Tinfoil hat time? No. What? The hype train is pulling up to the station. Hype train, woo! Yeah, they are. Uh, it's got all no aboard. brakes, I don't know how you're going to get train. on with the hype train having no brakes. All but... They're building up that hype for 8.0. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I. I. <laughs> um. So we are all hyped a lot, about Ian's uh, announcement and BlizzCon coming up. So fantastic. These two boys are going to be there. They are. I'm going to make sure one of them gives me all the live updates.
1: We'll have Preferably. to do like a WhatsApp like I will video. just have
0: Discord open on
2: my phone at all times. I'm okay that, with that. That's not sustainable. I have like totally three is. portable batteries. I could just charge them up the night
0: before. There we go. Um, so in really super sad news for both Chris and myself, <sighs> uh, Nevelestis released a statement from the Diablo team, uh, official blue post in the forums that they are confirming that there will be no Diablo announcements, period. Not just Diablo 3, but no Diablo announcements, period, at BlizzCon. So let's, well, they're going to talk about like
1: new w. patches and shit, but no major announcements. Uh, no, no, they're, no, they're, they're no, not no announcements. really.
0: Period. There's At no all. announcements, period. Oh. There will be no announcements, period. So, no character packs, no patch information, nothing like that. Um, 2.6.1, I believe it is, will have come out not too long before that. Not too long before BlizzCon. It's probably, I think it's going to be end of September, uh, middle of October ish for 2.6.1. So, there's going to be the usual panels. There's going to be the usual, you know, like I think they've got the tavern again this year and stuff like that. So, There's going to be the usual stuff, but it's not going to be anything new that we didn't already know. So it's sad, but you know what? I'm glad we don't have a repeat of the Riker debacle from last year with the dice and everything. Yeah. I love those um, dice, though. They've got me so many Nat 20s. There you go. (laughs) They're rigged. (laughs) They're (laughs) rigged. We have no major announcements coming out of Hearthstone. Um, I believe HCT, the uh, HGT, whatever it is, the Hearthstone Global Championships or Hearthstone Championship Tournament or whatever it is. I don't remember off the top of my head because I don't really watch it all that much. Is, uh getting ready to go up soon, and they are announcing rosters. The rosters have been announced, so it's really interesting to see that. If you're interested in the esports side of Hearthstone, go ahead and check out Hearthpwn, dot uh, ncom or the official Hearthstone website um, and uh, Hearthhead. I think Hearthhead also exists, if I remember correctly. I think that's Wowhead's version of it. I think so, yeah. Yeah, so uh, you can go check those sites out and get a little bit of information. You can also check out podcasts like The Angry Chicken or some of the other podcasts that exist out there that have information. Uh, love Angry Chicken. Love Garrett. I think he's uh, on this year. He will. I believe he is on one of the panels yes, this, year too, the so, panel uh, this year. Yes, I think he's on the Hearthstone panel this year. Yeah, he's on the Hearthstone panel, if I remember correctly. So uh, Garrett Weinzerl, hey, he also does uh, a lot of Heroes of the Storm stuff too. So uh, good to see. Can't wait to see that. Um, speaking of heroes, so who wants to talk? To you? Huh? Speaking of heroes. <laughs> speaking of Heroes of the Storm, Mister Chris, would you like to talk about Heroes of the Storm? Real quick? Anna
2: and Volskaya are live as of the 26th and 27th of September. Uh, so if you want your Anna. X and not play overwatch heroes you can now do that so go play her out she's a lot of fun i chris and i before the show actually were going on about which alt we prefer um
0: both of them are good but each of us have a different opinion <laughs> it, it, it's it's like it's comp dependent yeah. really it's really comp dependent it is
2: um yeah, Anna's live. Voskaya's live. It's our second Overwatch map. Although it's only <laughs> this is only one of the Overwatch maps that are actually getting used right now. Um, yeah, well, Sky looks a lot of fun. Haven't got it on my rotation yet, so still waiting for that to come
0: through. But it looks a lot of fun. Um and. I'm I'm totally excited about it. We also did see a couple of other changes. There were some uh changes in the patch notes that came with this also. Do you know anything about those, Chris? Uh
2: Johanna got some changes. Uh rework, if yeah, I like a right. re a, a kit, it's not a kit rework, but a talent rework. Um mm-hmm. I'm not sure it was an overall buff. I haven't checked. I haven't played
0: her recently, so
2: but yeah, so if you are a Johanna main, make sure you check out the patch notes because Full talent redesign is there for you. Um, Also, the rotation did get changed up, so Voskaya's been added, I think. Uh, Haunted Mines was added,
0: and a couple were taken out, but if you want the full list... Is Hanamura in? No,
2: Hanamura's on the shelf, just like
0: Haunted Mines is. I thought that they added Hanamura back in with Voskaya. No,
2: Hanamura's on the shelf. They've completely removed Hanamura to do a complete rework on it.
0: Awesome. Alright, So, uh, and the other thing that we did see was that update to the vehicles. Ah, yes, the plants
2: and the dragon and the Oskaya robot, they are now immovable. Uh, Is Im- immovable? Is that the correct terminology? Uh, unstoppable. unstoppable. They are now unstoppable. They cannot be stunned, they cannot be knocked back, they cannot oh, be all that junk. That's a big change. So they got a massive buff. <laughs> uh, Whenever someone it. got...
1: Whenever someone got into the garden terror, I always loved slowing them and stunning them and just generally fucking with them.
2: Yeah, that was the problem with all of them though. They were completely useless. All you had to do was have a stun comp, stun the fuck out of them, and then they were useless.
0: Mm-hmm. Hmm. And uh the only other major thing that we noticed was that there was a Rhaegar deep. there was a Rhaegar Genial nerf and nerf. there was a buff to the AI. Which is good, because the AI sucks. Yeah, it's terrible. Um, the only other major thing going on with that was uh, loot chests that you purchase via the loot tab will now grant rare chests only. So yeah. it will no longer be normal chests where you have a chance of all four items in the chest being a normal item and being forced to re-roll it. It will now be a rare this, chest at minimum. Which is Does that still to... happen with rare chests? No, you, with rare chests you get at least one rare item. You're guaranteed mm. one rare item. Same with epics, you're guaranteed one epic uh, one epic item mm-hmm okay uh and i think that really covers just about everything with oh with uh heroes i wanted to say overwatch for Pretty a second sure. um <laughs> um and y- y'all forgive me i am actually super congested right now so i'm i'm gonna be coughing very and sick. not able to hit my mute button uh i am in terrible terrible shape right now um yeah that looks like that is everything related to heroes yeah. Oh, uh, we do have a short event going on right now called Pachimari Mania. Uh, it's a bunch of... It's like... Um, They're so cute. What was it? Lunar Festival, where you had to go click stuff. It's basically the same They're thing.
2: They're so cute. Uh,
0: Sorry, like I'm pre-Heroes of the amused. Storm match thing that you
1: click on. Yeah. A little...
0: It's to make it so that those 20 seconds or whatever aren't as
1: boring as... Yeah, click as on, on all the in.
0: Overwatch loot boxes, That's essentially what it is. Uh, Kevin, did you want to talk about the Blizzard news we're seeing right now?
1: Yeah, I actually downloaded the new blizzardbattle.net app for my Android phone. You can also get it for an iPhone. It allows and- you to see your friends list on your phone and chat with them. Yeah, How cool. It um, also it-
2: gives you the uh barcode so that you can just hover over and add people with their barcode if you're using if both of these are using the uh app, which is really
0: cool. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So it's basically Snapchat with less news.
2: Snapchat with no news because there's no pictures. You can't do yeah. pictures.
0: <laughs> yeah. I
1: mean, I honestly think it was released now Assy. just so that it can be available for BlizzCon so Which people can friend each other.
2: Perfect. That's how I'm going to do yeah. it. <laughs> yep.
1: Yeah. So perfect. Uh, the other thing that it does is you can, if you go to your battle.net desktop app, and you look at your friends list. You can see who is using the app. It's got a little icon on the far right. Mm-hmm. If people are using the mobile app, so you can like know to reach out to them, and they'll actually see it. So,
2: or like my friend did cool. just uh, message me and say I'm a fat noob while I'm at work. <laughs> ah,
1: yeah, you know that <laughs> happens too. So get all of your criticism sent to your phone. Yep, so that you can see it immediately. Yep. <laughs> um, and some other, some other, like sort of changes that went along with that is like you can see chat history in the desktop app now, so it makes actually talking on mobile and talking on the computer a little bit easier to yeah. track what's occurred in that conversation over time.
2: And the chat history lasts for like I think thirty days now, right? Because I've slept since then. Mm-hmm.
0: So there you go. Very nice. I'll be frank I just leave the app I just leave Battle.net running on my desktop so if I miss anything while I'm playing like Hearthstone on break or lunch or something I just come back home and I see it later
1: well now you can well now they finally you know released the mobile version so after everyone has gotten discord and started using that now they can switch back to using the battle.net app
0: all right all right Oh, dokie, boys. I think that uh, covers just about everything going on with the news. We're only 40 minutes into the show, despite the fact that we were like, oh, it's a light news week. We'll be able to jump right into everything. Right. <laughs> I think there was one more thing, though, possibly? Uh,
2: yeah. Um, the vanished job posting uh, that was up on the Blizzard site suggesting that Blizzard might be working on an MMORTS. That'll be interesting. Yeah. Uh, bear in mind, it is Clash of Clans gone. Uh, so if you try and go to the original link, it error forty four is you. Error four hundred four. Sorry. Mm-hmm.
0: Sorry. Uh, so people think when you ask, "Well, what's an MMORTS? Um... There actually was one that I know of and played pretty significantly. It was Age of Empires Online, but that was years ago. It was through Games Through Windows Live. It was... By the way,
1: Mobile MMO RTS. Yeah.
0: So... Clash of Clans. Clash of Clans, I guess. Uh, uh, not, not so yeah. interested. Uh, but it's a thing. <laughs> it's a thing. It's more Blizzard it stuff. It's more names out there. That's all that matters. More names out there.
1: Who knows if it is a thing or not.
0: It's a supposed thing. All right. So with that, we're going to go ahead and jump into our main topic this week. And uh, it's kind of a little bit sprawling. Um, yeah. So the topic. So the email that we spoke at the start
2: of the show was half of Lazy AI's email. The other half is our topic. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so we're going into the tinfoil hat and we're going to discuss the systems that we know are probably going to be changing over in Legion when we go to the new expansion. And how we felt they've worked this expansion as well as
0: what could be replacing them. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Yeah, who wants to breeze their way through the email first? You're the best reader. Yeah, <laughs> agreed. Okay. Uh, all right. Uh, and so this this jumps back into where I cut off earlier when I was talking about it. So and now I would wear my prognostication hat and speculate on how these assumptions might bar out in wow. Uh, so we know that our artifacts will be forfeit coming in the next expansion, and I think that likely the order halls will follow as well. Instead, we might see a path of the Titans resurrected as the Hall of the Titans. He then lists off some, you know, uh, suggestions for the Halls of the Titans and, you know, what each Titans' Hall might specifically do. Uh, it's, it's themed around each of the Titans. He's only missing a couple of them. Uh, Sargeras doesn't really count. Azeroth really isn't a Titan yet, and Amon the Bull. Amanthul's the, the only one that's not mentioned specifically in here. So, um, that one I'm a little eh about not having that one in there. But, uh, I, he's got five total ANR, Norganon, Kazgaroth, Agamar, and Golgoneth. Kind of each one themed to the flavor of that particular Titan. I'm not going to go particularly through each of them. Um, but overall, it, it's, it's good, you know, solid, uh, really fluffy ideas and, and when i say fluffy i mean it's it's more appropriate ish. Yeah. so and following that and you know this is a rough breakdown which allows for the following more visible people near you and your mission table and whatever or whatever the next level progression system is remember other people are content and he's exactly mm-hmm. correct there other people are content you your interactions with other players oftentimes are more impactful and meaningful than the interactions you have with npcs any arguments no i completely agree yep so uh it also allows overlap between classes this affords visual variety and texture to try and delay the visual fatigue which a monoclass hall has except that i'm comfy as fuck inside of my class hall as a paladin so i could really stay there all day yeah i'm the same with the. Pre-
2: I'm, I'm the same with the hunter one but i'll talk about what the ones that i'm not happy with when we move on
0: <laughs> yeah uh and titan architecture is highly thematic and imposing old war old mon um oh god what's the Uldum. other one what's the low level one no, Uldum. Sorry, Ulduar. Uldumon is the low-level one. Oldwar, Uldumon, and Uldu- Uldum are the three main Titan outposts that we've seen so mm-hmm. far. Uh, and yeah, Titan architecture is thematic and imposing, except that it's all shades of gray and brown. And blue when you get to, like, the technology. Yeah. So I don't know, uh, but that reinforces the massive portion of massively multiplayer online role playing game in visual f- and visual flair is essential. Uh, yeah, uh, and he does go on to mention that I will grant that I'm fitting square pegs in round holes, and that the dark classes have no hall. But I'm curious to hear what you guys think. Um, I think it's probably yeah. I think I think that some a system similar to that may be what we end up going into at some point, where all the classes you. I don't know if they'll give us choice on it, but I can see it sort of being like um, like uh, the Mean Streets of Gadget Design expansion in Hearthstone. Uh, there were three overall factions, and three of each, three of the classes fit within each of the factions, giving you all three of e- nine. So you had three groups of three. Each of them was a faction. Mm-hmm. I can see something similar happening to that, like, you know your casters all have all go into a single faction because we're at 12 classes now so yeah your casters all go into a class hall your tanks all go into a class hall you know that it makes it kind of difficult because you know there are classes that have tank and healer and DPS all in the same yeah druids and paladins uh makes it a little bit more difficult but um i can see that being something that they would try to experiment on like it Even if it's just like, leather wearers go here, mail wearers go here, plate goes here, cloth goes here. I I can see them trying to do something like that to continue winnowing down the number of separate groups into larger faction groups.
2: I'm just worried the
0: amount of hearthstones we're going to end up with in our bags. We're already at three. Okay, so I'm lucky. I have innkeeper's daughter, so I don't carry a regular hearthstone anymore. Cause that's just a toy. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's just like there's there's a lot of Hearthstones. We've got Garrison, we've got Dollaran, we've got Flight Whistle, uh, and we have your regular Hearthstone. Yeah. It's getting a little <laughs> intense. Um. So with that, do y'all have any sort of things you like particularly mention in there for I AI's like email? the
2: idea of the Titans being themed around the Order Halls. I'd, I really hope that it becomes... because that's one of the, my problems with Legion. There's not a lot of like individual choice in regards to the story aspects. It's more of just follow the story. I would maybe think it would be really cool to be able to choose which of the Titans you want to follow.
0: So the original path The original the system. system. Yeah, it's
2: your choice it's your character, it's your path to go down.
0: Which titan cult do you want to join, basically? Yeah, I would yeah. love to join the ENR. Not gonna lie.
1: I think that splitting it up by, by armor type is probably the easiest. Because it doesn't change based it, on spec.
0: Yeah, it would be the easiest slash laziest way to do it.
1: Yeah. But, but let's it, hope they I don't mean, go lazy route. <laughs> it would be cool if that would somehow lead to... like a splintered auction house where you know cloth people can trade stuff amongst each other or actually have it mean something they've, more than just a place to congregate
2: they've literally not long joined up the neutral auction houses and made them all neutral so i don't see that happening personally but it, it, it would be
1: Cool if they a, what could, he's talking
0: about is creature comfort. If
1: they could somehow foster, you know, the order hall meaning something for those players to like trade stuff amongst each other, or some, you know, something more than just going to the same place. Like the order halls that we have now, yeah, all of the priests go to the same class order hall, but it really doesn't foster any sort of interaction amongst the players in that location.
0: I agree with that. Yeah, and then, yeah, he's talking about trying to build these areas as a community, community hub. Yeah uh that sounds better yeah describing it like that sounds better yeah yeah so it's something i definitely like to see more community built into it but yeah definitely um and you know that dovetails well into like the first system that we were going to talk about which was the order halls specifically and you know we just kind of hit on one of the major cruxes of the issue part of the good of it is that the order hall itself does give you a sense of community but only when you compare it against the garrison system from yes, Warlords. Yes, very much so. Garrison system was very much so just a this is
2: your thing. The Order Hall is more of just a the entirety of your class, the entirety of the people that walk your path, that is. this is your thing, their thing. So it's, it's giving that, but I feel like, and I agree, I agree with Kevin, that expanding on the system, it could definitely give it more of a this is a bigger feel uh, expanding out to the other classes, you know, uh, through one titan. Something like that would be really cool. Um, another major positive for the Order orderals: uh, the vast majority of them look amazing and very distinct to each of their own individual classes, which is something that yeah.
0: um, uh-huh.
2: a new system might not be able to do as well.
0: Um. They, they've done such a good job on it right now. Yeah. They're going to have their to work cut out that. for them yeah, to improve. Yeah, completely.
2: On it. And unlike the Warlords one, it's not just as on AFK in between queues. There's, it's, 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 it's just a beautiful place to be.
0: Hey, hey, hey. Warlords, your garrison was more than just an AFK area. You went and you destroyed the market for <laughs> herbs and ore also. <laughs>
2: oh, yeah. It did that. Oh, God, it did that. I was a herbalist. I dropped my herbalism on my alchemist because it was—it was
0: pointless. It was no point. In it. it was ridiculous. Yep. <sighs> uh, so yeah. So we've talked about the good of the order halls. You know, Kevin, did you want to talk a little bit about the bad stuff we saw with the order halls?
1: Um, it didn't feel like it was—I don't know—designed, you know, based on the class fantasy.
0: Some of know, them, at least. Like, mm-hmm. Some of them, at least. Yeah.
1: So.
2: I can definitely Chris, see what that. problems did you have with that? The priest one is the one that I had the biggest gripe with.
0: It felt more like it was a... Oh, oh oh. you mean let's run for the paladin's help every time something that, happens? That, yeah. That.
2: <laughs> so, the priest one, 100%, it was definitely more built around a drani fantasy rather than a priest fantasy. Um, it was, obviously, it's a, a Nauru ship... That's off somewhere in Legion territory, deep in Legion space. We don't know much about, but what we do know about it is just that it's not a priest thing. It's 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 a, it's a Draenei thing. It's to me, it would have fit better in a giant cathedral or something. Um, I mean, in general, like it not did have Stormwind. you know
1: the the shadow and the light and you know on either ends of the building and stuff uh, like that.
0: Oh, holy shit, dude. You know, what I, you know what I just realized would have been the perfect priest class order hall? Uh, The cathedral that's up in Northrend? No. Well, which uh, one? The
2: one that the Scarlet Onslaught
0: has. We could have easily taken that off them. No. The freaking Cathedral of Darkness underneath Old War.
2: Of course it would have been...
0: That would have been absolutely perfect. That would have been perfect. You know, it, it's the effort to purify the area outside uh, Yogg's, uh, Yogg's hole. And, mm-hmm. you know, help maintain the bonds that keep Yogg tightened. You know, dealing with the Serenite, you know, but you also have the Void and you have the Light. And I think that it would, would be have really been cool the personally. perfect place
2: me. for the Priest Order hole. Can, can um, someone take me to
0: Yogg's hole? Giggity, yeah. Uh, an- I will get you into Yogg's hole real <laughs> Another hard. one that I felt wasn't that great was the Warrior oh. one. It was... Joseph so, Valhalla, ride Golden Crow. It was
2: so tied into the story arc for uh, Stormheim, Stormheim and Odin and Valajar right. that
0: I felt like personally it took away from the warrior identity too much. Mm-hmm. I I mean you have that really epic opening with uh who is it, Sarfang and yeah. Troll And then they then <laughs> And then it's like, oh hey, you're going to Metal person, Valhalla, have yeah, fun. Which, by the way, I know we, I know we see Seraphang again. Did we ever see Trollbane again? Yes, Daneth Trollbane is in the Alliance Inn in Dalaran. <laughs> so he just goes back to the Dalaran. He just goes back and just chills, <laughs> chills the, fuck the fuck out. Okay, yeah, that's all. Okay, <laughs> thanks, Daneth. You're the best. <laughs> thanks, Daneth. You're like that absentee father going to the bar instead of going to the little league game. <laughs> um, Man's got a drink, but the orderhalls. I felt at least at the start of the expansion they were not alt-friendly. At all. Oh, they're, they're still not barely alt-friendly. Barely alt-friendly now. But they're they're better than they were. Um like I I wish we had more of those 925 armor oh tokens God, that dropped yes. earlier. That would be nice. Um But, but yeah, oh well. ways to improve the system. Make sure that you
2: if you're gonna make sure that these areas fit with what they're supposed to represent, make sure all of them fit with what they're supposed to represent. If it's a specific role, make sure that they represent that role of a specific class. Don't give us a floating Draenei ship. If it's a specific Titan, make Eonar's order hall be filled with plants and portals to the dream, and just
0: something that fits. Make it an instanced version of her old War Sanctum Make it an or whatever. instance version of her Sanctum. Um...
2: I'll get you in her second too. <laughs> and give us catch-up mechanics from the get go. Don't make us wait this long to the point nah. where there's I will argue the easy mechanics. I'm not saying like catch-up mechanics is the point where, oh, okay, so you've just logged in the character, you've just hit this level, oh you've got it all. But you know, give us something that we can maybe just rather than it say something takes two a weeks a
0: repeatable quest every yeah, day or say, something.
2: Say it initially took two weeks to do something. Give us something so we could do it in
0: a week. You know, give us yeah. some. So, like, instead of mechanic. Doing it that yeah. Okay, I can agree there. I can agree there.
1: How soon after the release should that be, though? I mean, you guys are always complaining about doing spoilers too <laughs> for, early for stuff. For alts, you know, something
2: like a catch up mechanic for alts is something that can be there from launch. Catch up mechanics for mains who are coming back to the game late, uh, the, give it to them as the patch cycles progress. So, at 7.1, give the 7.0 stuff additional catch-ups for new players
0: okay okay i i can yeah, get behind yeah, that. i can agree with that i can agree with that all right so uh the next one we're going to talk about is going to be world quests which is an iteration on an older system the daily system introduced in bc so um Kevin, did you want to talk a little bit about that?
1: Yeah, I mean the things that I liked that were good about the World Quest was it allows you to pick your reward. So if you want to go after a specific thing like artifact power or crafting profession materials, you could just target those world quests and do them. I think that that's probably the biggest thing that I liked about it in this release. And then I also like the world boss system where every single week that there there's some sort of a rotating to do that you can only do once a week so it's kind of like a mini almost like a mini dungeon in that like you do it once for the week and then it locks out and then you have to do it again next week I like that kind of that thought process and I think that they could Mm -hmm. probably add some other things using that same sort of weekly lockout system to help decrease some of the randomness of the uh, world quest that people are actually complaining about this expansion did you guys like anything about world quest what what else you know what kind of hooks you in to do world quest
2: this is where i'm gonna disagree with you and i'm very sorry um for someone who played the old daily system where it was fixed constant the same things every single day the complete randomness of the world quest system is a breath of fresh air i'm sorry i don't mean to disagree but i'm sorry (laughs)
1: Well, no, I'm not saying that everything about it needs to be completely randomized, but I like the fact that there is a weekly lockout system built into it for at least the world boss. Like, they could do that for evasion, invasions, and have it be a bit more structured. And people would, I think, complain less that it's showing up on a rotating six or eight hour schedule that they can't seem to figure out when it's going to occur when they're awake.
2: The invasion system was very poorly thought out. Completely. It was... The invasion system should have been designed so that it was active when people were active, rather than at 2 a.m. when most
0: people are asleep. Mm-hmm. Or have it to be based the on day. the time zone, you know? Actually, I would have liked to have seen it based on uh uh the shard density. Yes, like, measure all the density of how many people are on a specific in a specific area across all the shards for that server group. And then do an invasion where the highest density of players is. Yeah, no, that's good. Of course, that would always be Suramar. Yeah, back when when it first came out, it 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 would always be Suramar. Suramar. But I don't think they actually do invasions in Suramar, do they? Yeah, Suramar does not have invasions. So then it would have gone to the next highest population.
1: Well, that's why I'm saying, like, it should have been something like, okay, this invasion is on this weekly lockout. So, like, you know, you can do it at any point during the week, and then it switches to another one. The next week. Uh,
0: I, th- I think... I think... I would have liked to have seen like every 12 hours. Like every 12 hours it picks the most populated zone and it invades that yeah,
2: zone. Yeah, or like it, it randomizes out the top two most
0: populated zones. Yeah, basically. That's what I would have liked to have and seen.
2: The,
1: the problem with that is that it assumes that you're playing at a certain time of the day and you can't account for that. People are going to play at all times. But that of all gives
0: time. you... that, Like, like say the 12 hours is at 6 p.m. Make it, like, 5 p.m. Make it, like, 5 p.m. Central Time. gives you 12 time. hours to do it. Okay. That gives you 12 hours. It's 5 p.m. Central Time versus 5 a.m. Central Time. So that covers a wide spectrum of time frames for just about everybody. That's, like, 3 p.m. on the West Coast, and it's, like, 6 p.m. on the East Coast.
1: And then switch it the so next like, week after so it's school. the opposite 12
0: hours? No, yeah. So then or like offset it by a day, like offset it by like an hour or two every other day or something like that.
1: So that it slowly so rotates. so
0: Monday. Yeah. Monday, it starts at 12 noon and it's 12 midnight. Then Wednesday, it's one in the afternoon versus one in the morning. Thursday, it's two in the afternoon, two in the morning. Mm-hmm. So it gives it gives people a chance to actually, you know, it, it'll rotate through it and it gives it a couple of it gives it four full rotations during the time frame within that time thing. And, you know, in fact, if you want to just do it, give it a checklist and it goes and it goes down the list and it goes, OK, I've invaded the most populated zone was Azuna when I did the first one. So I'm going to check that one off. I can't do Azuna ever again on this four part rotation. Next one. I did Storm Peaks, uh, not Storm Peak Stormheim. <clears throat> I can't do that on this rotation. So it goes through all four of the invasion points during the rotation for each rotation, and then it moves to the next hour on the next rotation mm-hmm. set.
1: Yeah, that's. I would I mean, have liked something like that. Just do it once per week. I think that's kind of easier. I don't know. That's my idea for improvements on that. I mean, the the other thing that's kind of bad about world quests is that you have some world quests that are just take way longer than others to do so you have people cherry picking the go kill this one mob quest
2: yeah i did so that. they're mm-hmm. just looking
1: for those for those quests and then the thing where you have to kill 12 and pick up three things and eat three berries and all that shit that those get skipped you know like if it takes longer time have it be worth more of a reward yeah no i
2: agree yeah. with that i i
0: definitely cherry pick my work i, quest. Kind of I definitely bet. cherry pick oh i do Anytime I see an assassinate quest, I go yep. and do that one. Anytime I see one of the PvP, qu- and then I rotate out. Anytime from I see that one point. of the PvP quests,
2: go do it right away, and then straight on to the quick ones that are just one boss kills for artifact power.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. What do you guys think about mm-hmm. some of the systems that have been created to combat the world quest system? I'll say, which is like the world quest group finder and how people are gaming that system.
2: I've used world quest group finder since it launched since the expansion launched and that that was introduced. I love it.
0: All I care about is that for some reason I'm still able to server hop. So I don't really care. I mean,
1: I use it for like on Argus. I'll just, if there is a mob that's up, I'll use the, I'll just start a group so that other people join me and kill the mob faster. But uh, in a way, I feel like it's cheating. Like that, you know,
2: well, I shouldn't not, just be able really, to just randomly not, get
1: people to help me kill it. It's
2: not cheating because there's the there is literally a system in the game to do that. It's just a yeah.
0: shortcut to that system, so I would I would not I mean, call that cheating under and, any circumstances. And um, like a lot of those a lot of those fights are intended for not being like soloed specifically. It's not that they were originally designed to be soloed. Mm-hmm. You know, it was it was sort of like a continuation of the old group quests. Yes,
1: it's I guess it's just a system of sharding and how they're doing that. It just never feels like there's like only very few times does it feel like there's people from you know the world or the server that I'm on. Who are ganging up to kill a mob organically? It's because servers are pretty much obsolete I'm, at this
2: point. I'm very i am I'm yeah, I'm very sharded. surprised that we actually still have home servers. I'm oh, honestly yeah. at this point, I genuinely just wish they would just make it America's
0: Europe oceanic. Yeah, but it's like they still want to try to keep some of that identity. Associated no, I do with understand that. But I think, but I think you know what would be a good way to get around that—to go ahead and throw my tinfoil okay. hat on. Okay, all servers become regional completely. They're just regional, but your inevitable player housing is based on your server I of like origin. That. I would be okay with that. So your neighborhood is my neighborhood would be Alderbolis. Kevin's neighborhood would be Dollaran. I'm okay with this. Huh.
1: And then I have to walk halfway across the world to go to your house.
0: Mm-hmm. No, it's just like you join my group, and it's just like the, just the Garrison. Either. Like you join my group, and then you can join, come into my neighborhood.
1: I mean, I, I think that grouping people together like that would probably be a better way than how they're doing it now. Because people in your immediate vicinity, it's kind of like what we're talking about with the order halls. Like If you get together with people and you're forced to interact with each other, it will organically grow more of a community than that's what you know, that's server what he's, hopping.
2: That's what you're saying. If we just get rid of the server limitations with the exception of tinfoil hat player housing, that would be
0: essentially solving a lot of the problems. And it would also give you like the player housing thing. It's for those people who uh, server community is still important. There are still a lot of people that have put a lot of importance in server community. Your server community comes from when you go back to your housing and, you know, there somebody's throwing a block party or whatever or massive yeah. or whatever. Exactly. If you're playing on or um, Argenton yeah. Europe. Or Argenton <laughs> EU. Yes. Don't go that would be good terrifying. for like a
1: guild building as well but we're yeah like yeah we're kind of yeah, exactly. going a little bit off topic
0: but it's just it's you know we're talking about server community mm-hmm. and you know that that that's something that's been bouncing around in my head for a while kind of thing it's a way to keep server community intact but at the same time integrate the whole world the whole region into yeah. the world
2: i like that I, I
1: think building community is definitely something that needs to be addressed with the advent of sharding and with the advent of server hopping as easily as it's been recently. You yeah. Know, things like World Quest Group Finder is, you know, a perfect example of how people are just hopping around and just trying to to get treasure chests or to create groups to kill stuff and it is really affecting uh the community aspect of it.
2: It's not a bad thing on the whole just for Getting stuff done or even... Because I've met a lot of people across from doing stuff like that. Just server hopping and finding groups. I've I've met some of the people that I raid with to this day. But yeah, the server community is pretty much disappearing because of that.
1: Yeah. So people are finding new ways to do things because it's more efficient. But that means that the community aspects of the game, I feel, need to continue to be pushed. And continue to kind of also progress forward.
2: Feel like this conversation was uh-huh. Ice Crown saddle looking for grip launch all over again. <laughs> uh-huh.
1: Uh-huh. This is the next evolution of that.
2: Yep, pretty much. <laughs>
1: uh, yeah.
2: You know, pretty now much that our,
1: now that we actually have server technology that's based on instance and based on you know virtualization, you can do some of that. Like this, you know, that used to be a time period where each server was actually a physical box. You know.
0: Each each server was a physical plane, yeah, yeah. Yes,
1: and now within the now form. you know that kind of is disappearing just with the advent of cloud-based computing and the ability to automatically spin up new instances and things like that.
0: So yeah, it's I I, I think I think the takeaway we've got here is that at very least Chris and I agree, and, and I think Kevin agrees also that you know rolling the entire world in together and then just kind of splitting it off some way based on server identity to uh, in some fashion would be a good idea.
1: I think the thing is now is you're basically splitting up people based on technology rather than based on community. And I think that that is ultimately the wrong way to go. I understand from a technology standpoint, you need to advance the technology and start splitting people off because certain zones are too crowded or whatever. But if you're not looking at it and addressing the community side of it, that will start to deteriorate the quality of the game.
2: Can we finally get... This is literally... Can we finally gun, gun, gun. get US and European realms connected so I can play with you fuckers?
0: Yeah, that would be, that nice. Would be nice. Oh, and uh, so... Hi, uh, Chris. This whole conversation we are having right yes. now... Is goddamn Ice Crown Citadel and CRZ oh, yes. all over? I know again. I, I, it's it's literally that
2: ICC patch and Cataclysm all over again. And it it's what hilarious. what did
1: they do to help? Nothing bolster the community. Nothing. Yeah.
0: Nothing. They shattered the community even further right. every right. time.
1: That's a thing. If we keep kind of breaking. Like, what do people consistently mm. say when they say, "Why do I play WoW for twelve years, thirteen years?" Community, community, community. You community. hear it every fucking time you ask someone who's played that long. And what do they keep doing? Whittling away at that. Whittling away well, at that. Every single. In fairness, you know.
2: the most of what they're doing is actually, br- okay. So they're getting rid of server community. Yes, but you need to also remember, Kevin, that back in Rath- back in Burning Crusade. Your server was it. You didn't have access to anything else in that region. Now you have access to the entirety of the US and Oceanic servers. Now I have access to the entirety of the European and the Russian servers. That's mm-hmm. That was not a thing back in the day. So, yes, they're getting rid of server identity, but they are creating regional
0: identity. So there is that. Okay. Which, you know... It's okay. It's okay. It it, you still feel much more like a faceless name in a crowd,
2: but but you have more access. Gives you a little bit more. You have access to
0: more players than you've ever
2: had, pretty much.
1: Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't have been able to just jump into an Emerald Nightmare random pub raid last night just because I wanted to. Like, if that wasn't the case, you know, I if you're only like I (laughs) believe me, I'm coming from EverQuest and going into a dungeon, and there not being other people there. And then I just have to either sit there and wait or <laughs> log <laughs> off the game. I understand. I remember that time, right? <laughs> so let's. Um, I'm I'm glad that we're moving towards you know the ability to have more people in the community and the the ability to do stuff because there's more people around. But we still have to figure out how to bring the drag the community aspect along with it, so that we're not just deteriorating into just jumping into a random game with random people every time we kind of stumbled upon this kind of larger philosophical question about, you know, what is a community in wow and how, you know, they, they've kind of lacked with bringing those community aspects forward with Mm -hmm. some of the technological, technological changes. And this isn't just a wow problem or issue. This is a, you know, all video games type of a problem or an issue. So It's interesting to talk about and it's interesting, but, you know, what we haven't prepped for as we've kind of stumbled upon this question is how do we actually improve the community aspects of WoW so that it's not overshadowed by the server technologies that have been created? So that would be an interesting thing to kind of get um, into in the future.
0: Yeah. So next week, we will be doing a continuation of this uh, of this topic, barring any sort of major news coming out for WoW or one of the other major Blizzard games. Yeah. Uh, So we we kind of stumbled on, like Kevin said, we really just kind of stumble on this sort of bigger topic that, you know, is something that Chris and I have talked about quite often. But King. Yeah. Kevin really and now Kevin, I'm not trying to knock you or anything. You really haven't been interested in this topic. Every time Chris and I kind of talk about it, you sort of shut us down a little bit. But I I, I love to see that, you know, you're actually involved in the conversation. Yeah. Like it's something you are the, passionate about. Also. I mean, it,
1: it's to me, it's more of a it's an issue about how the technology has kind of progressed to a point where it's causing changes in other aspects of our ability to play the game and and the community and the I don't think the development team has really figured out how to keep the community on par with what technology changes have taken place. You know, it's like, Hey, we need to like make a better ship or we need to make a better game or use better technology so that actually people can play the game. But, Oh shit. You know, this is actually splintering the community, causing people to get put in with random other people all the time. And, you know, maybe we should take a look at that. And just because we can do something, does it mean that we should do it? I don't. You know, who knows?
0: Kevin, I have a rating like an hour. I need to go eat. <laughs> all right. Yep. So we're gonna go ahead and jump into our don't do that. So I have already thrown my don't do that at you all already. So do either of you have anything to add this week about that?
2: Mine's is more real life. Um, if you if you go to someone who works in a public public service and you just speak to them like crap, you can go die in a fire. How's that sound? You just go and die in a fire. There you go. That's adorable.
1: Kevin? Um, My don't do that is not die in a fire, uh, but I actually don't have a don't do that.
2: <laughs> don't okay. speak to people who work in public service like they're garbage. There you go. Because they're just doing their job. Don't, go and die I, I think in a fire. I agree. Back,
0: I think we're going to go back to a really old school don't do that, which is uh, don't try to make up a don't do that on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. I can get behind that, right. too. Okay. Uh, Kevin, final thoughts on this week's topic so far?
1: Um, my final thoughts are is that, you know, this is definitely going in the right direction. I mean, I liked hearing what Ian was saying during his year in review. I liked seeing I, they know that certain things were good and certain things were bad, and they are improving on them and <clears throat> making things better. So I like where this is going, and I'm, I'm really hopeful to uh, see where we're going with the 8.0 expansion.
0: Okay, Chris. Final
2: thoughts? I want player housing, and I don't want like garrison player housing. Ugh. I want to be able to build a giant unicorn in my house, and I'll be happy. Uh, so go play like, Minecraft, uh,
0: Witcher three style sex unicorn. Sure, we'll go with that. <laughs> okay. no, I just want to. Okay. I just works.
2: want a sandbox area where I can put like beds, chairs. Just build an entire Chris. It's called housing Minecraft. area for myself. No, it's called Final Fantasy XIV, and they have a better housing system than any game I've ever played. Because it's a complete sandbox,
0: you can do what you want with it. At the same time, though, it was built with that intention in mind. Why was not. My point is something that can be can thrown in there. Just, 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 I don't know, just, know if the engine will support it.
2: Well, it's supported all the other crap it's had since
0: Warcraft 3. It can do this. <gasps> all right, guys. Well, that... Guys and gals, I should say, uh, we, there may actually yeah. be female listeners. God only knows. I'm so sorry for every terrible thing we've ever said. Actually, I'm not really sorry. I'm just a dick anyways. Uh, so that is going to be our show this week, folks to talk to us during the week. You can find us on Twitter. The show is at Azura CTC. Mr. Kevin over here is at swing cat with a K. Mr. Chris is at Akari underscore mag. I of course am at Gavril. That's two eyes, one L underscore E T. You can email the show at Azurah CTC at gmail.com. You can visit our website at www.azuractc.com. Shoot us a review, SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, whatever. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, even when you're telling us that we're fucking terrible at what we do, uh, I think that's gonna be our entire show this week. So, uh, say "lahiam," y'all. Lahiam.